APB, American Protection Bureau, voted number one best on Long Island for all your security needs. Call 631-390-9050. That's 631-390-9050. APB. You need a body shop? You need engine repair? Auto Excellence. Collision Specialists. 631 261 6420. That's 631 261 6420. Auto Excellence. Jimmy, I gotta take a dump. What? No. I mean, I need a dumpster. <sighs> well, for all those needs, you need to call Big V Dumpster Rental, Long Island, New York, 631 900 Dump. Elm Logistics, for all your logistic needs, call 631-299-3595. That's 631-299-3595. Elm Global Logistics, pride, performance, and partnerships. The Monty and the Pharaoh Show is brought to you by... Because wine is your second favorite four-letter word. California wine, New York attitude, good fucking wine. Yeah. Tired of that same old, same old breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Same old tasting scrambled eggs, burger, that dinner steak, ribs, or pork chops. Why not add a little bit of spice or just a touch of heat to make the difference? Change that scrambled egg with a little bit of Johnny Fabulous's John Cena Sr.'s Million Dollar Jalapeno Hot Sauce. Great on burgers, steaks, chops, and those barbecued ribs. And Nitro's Garage for all your automotive needs. Call 646-675-2349. That's 646-675-2349. For all your automotive needs, Nitro's Garage, ask for Jack. Do you treat your dog as part of the family? <laughs> well, so do we. So why not celebrate your pup's birthday with the ultimate party box? Check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Party Pup Info, and let us make your pup's party or any celebration perfection. M&J Video Games and Collectibles. Sport and non-sport cards, wrestling items, autographed items. We buy, sell, and trade. M&J Video Games and Collectibles, located at 1049 Queen Street, Southington, Connecticut, Call us at 1-860-479-9223 or 860-93-GAMES. M&J, video games and collectibles.
Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. We're so glad you could attend. Come inside, come inside. And no, my name is not Keith Emerson. I bet Phil knows that whole song. It's the play of Benny Scala. Uh, I am the co-host of the long-running Dan and Benny of the Ring podcast, as well as a weekly participant on Da 30 and Wrestling Remembered shows, all of which can be seen on the Monty and the Pharaoh YouTube channel. Who would have thought that the ripe old age at 36 I'd be busier than I've ever been. A little bit delusional as well. And what would True Crime be with the with the bad girl and the play? I'd be without my partner with True Crime, the one and only bad girl, the siren of situate, legendary professional uh, wrestler, Brittany Brown. Brittany, I'm going to invoke my inner Joey Tribbiani, Tribbiani and say, hey, how you doing? I'm doing great, thank you. How are you? I'm doing Marvy, groovy. Go back to the 70s. And Excellent. back by popular demand are our esteemed colleagues. First, the president of Thursday night, Senior Guns, the Count of Monte Fisto, Phil DeCesare. Phil, how are you, my friend? Pretty good, Benny. If I were any better, there'd be two of me, as DDP would say. <laughs> All right. Nice, and also nice. Back by popular demand as well, the host of What a Day with Joe Larry and Wrestling Remembered, my brother from another mother. Joe, what a day, Larry. Joe, what say you? And uh, I think you're also going to give us an update. What say me? I get that Super Bowl hangover, and I'm telling you right now, my title says it all. The Super Bowl was fixed. Oh. Fight <laughs> me wow. on it. Go ahead. I will tell you, I got, I, I got too many theories going on right now. This, this whole thing, you know, but hey, you know, it is the day after the big game, and I'm glad everybody's talking about uh, more about this commercials than they are the Super Bowl, so that's a good thing, I guess, right? <laughs> Yep. So yeah, uh, just uh, to update everybody what's going on. The latest um, that we've gone through, I think when we left Wrestling Remembered on Friday, we had a uh, a first statement from the Portland PD. I'll put it up right here. Uh, this came out Friday. Um, they finally identified the victim in the deadly shooting in the Lentz neighborhood area has been identified as Jeanette B. Craft, 85 of Portland. Uh, the family was finally notified of her death. That took some time, I guess. And they are asking for privacy at this time. However, they did uh, provide the attached photo, which is for public release, which everybody now is circulating around the internet and so forth. And the medical examiner did determine that uh, she'd passed away from a gunshot wound, which they are now classifying as a homicide. They did, however, uh, say a suspect is in police custody and the name will be released upon formal charging. So that was Friday night around, I think I want to say like five, six o'clock hour time, which might have been in the afternoon over in Portland. And lo and behold, the next day around 3.14 p.m. Pacific time, they finally named Billy Jack Haynes, William Albert Haynes, 70 of Portland, uh, is the suspect in the neighborhood homicide shooting in Lentz of Jeanette B. Craft. He's currently in police custody at a local hospital, which means he's under medical care, but obviously being supervised. Uh, by the police. Uh, these medical condition is unrelated to the homicide um, or his contact with law enforcement. They wanted to make that abundantly clear. And once he's released from the hospital, which they do clarify, which may be days from now, um, which leads us to wonder what kind of uh, medical care he's under, he'll be then booked into the jail and Haynes's charges will be released once he's booked. Now, with that being said, um, reached out to Sergeant Kevin Allen. He's a spokesman for the Portland uh, Police Bureau. As of this afternoon, Monday, there were no updates in regards to Mr. Haynes' medical condition or any of the charges that are forthcoming. Of course, we have to wait till he is uh, booked on that to get the police report. 
which I'm sure the mugshot and everything will be made available. Um, one interesting note, I know Phil touched upon this last week, Braylon Matthew, who's a neighbor in uh, of the uh, Haynes family, was told uh, the local media that she knew the couple well and that she'd been caring after Jeanette because uh, she has dementia. Um, but while uh, Mr. Haynes, Billy Jack, was covering in a ho- recovering in a hospital due to some uh, broken ribs or a rib injury, so to speak, whether or not that's why he's in the hospital now remains to be seen. Um a lot of stuff unfolding here as well. I did some more research and so forth. Just a real twist of, um, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is here, but Jeanette Beecraft, or Baycraft, I'm not sure how you pronounce it, but she was the mother of another professional wrestler named Todd Baycraft, who was went under the ring name Todd Rule. Uh, generally in the Northwest area, I think he wrestled under the mask at certain times too as well. So going back to nine years old, Billy Jack and Todd grew up best friends. They met at nine years old and remained best friends. And when uh, Jeanette's husband, Dwight, passed away some years ago, Billy Jack ended up marrying Todd's mom. Um, As you know, Billy Jack is 15 years younger than Jeanette. So a little, you know, a little, um, I don't know, like I say weirdness, but, you know, all's fair in love of war, I guess. But just kind of a, a strange situation there. Uh, in the obituary for Todd, who actually died in 2021, Jeanette's son of COVID, complications for COVID. He was an avid power lifter, too. Uh, some of the pictures I've seen on Facebook of him, he was in relatively decent shape. Um, in the obituary, it did say that uh, Billy uh, Billy and uh, Todd were best friends. So there's a lot of closeness there with what's going on now. However, her daughter, Kim Baycraft, whom they probably had to finally end up um, – you know, getting a hold of to release the name of Billy Jack and so forth. And uh, I'm sorry to release Jeanette's name. She had, she's got a Facebook post out there, you know, pretty much um, saying, you know, angels are with you, mom and all that stuff, something normally a grief stricken daughter would have, but going into it a little bit further with some comments in there, 90% of most positive supporting, um, you know, loving thoughts and prayers and that types of um, comments. But, there are some comments that do stick out there. Um, most notably, some of them, I'm just going to read these kind of verbatim. Some of them, um, he was deceitful and quote unquote, a creep who had a history of not paying people who worked at his gym or even ran the gym in the Portland area. This was a family member. There are some claims of domestic violence. Um, there was um, a, uh, her niece, Sue Baycraft, wrote when a family member is murdered, as my aunt Jan was. This past Thursday morning in Portland, all that comes flooding back is the endless work her daughter did to get away from her abuser. Hearing the pain and her heartbreak in her voice as she tells me he shot her this morning, she didn't make it. Uh, that was really that hit home for me. Very personal. Uh, it, it, it really said, you know, it set the tone there. Um, there are some other Facebook posts, you know, you can research yourself, but they are explaining that. There's one comment that stands out from a close family member said that although it was unexpected, his mental state kind of almost was warranted in this situation. So we're not sure if Billy Jack was mentally there. Um, Jeanette suffered from dementia. Billy's had some health woes. I'm not making any excuses whatsoever over this. This is a very difficult situation. I'm merely uncovering what I see in front of me. I know family members the one thing that did remain clear with these comments is that the family is still obviously railing from the death of their mom, their aunt Jeanette. Um, but they do remain steadfast in finding justice for Jeanette 
and they want to let everybody know their side of the story when the time is right. What that story is remains to be seen. So that's something um, you want to keep yeah. a lookout for. Now, as of right now, I am on the police, Portland police blog. Um, they update this pretty regularly when in fact there is an update, nothing since Saturday. So as far as we know right now, Billy Jack is still in police custody under medical supervision at a hospital. My only two questions now is what kind of facility is that? Is it a mental health facility or is it a, uh, a medical hospital where he's actually being treated for some type of injury sustained, right. not related to the murder of a homicide or the police confrontation? Um, I did obtain some video that circulated around media. A neighbor shot this video of the tactical team going in to Billy Jack's home where uh, this with a two hour standoff. Um, but he ended up, uh, you know, after two hours, I'll play that one more time for people just tuning in after two hours, they talked to him for two hours. So this is the team actually going up there, asking where he is, what's going on. And there was a two hour standoff here. And then, um, they were finally let in where they were led to the back where, uh, they found Jeanette in a back room, unfortunately, uh, um, deceased, uh, due to a gun gunshot wound. And that's when they took uh, Billy Jack into custody so that is the latest right now if anything happens during the show i'll let you know but obviously wow. a lot to unpack here i don't mean to talk for so much but i gotta tell you reading those you know when you go on the facebook it gets real personal when it gets like that even mm. though it's facebook and all that but you could tell there was some genuine love there for jeanette um you know so often in these situations we forget about the victim and the the killer is more profiled and gets all the attention mm. but not to say that the wrestling world is not shocked by this of course they are but we got to remember there's two sides to this story. And um, I know Jeanette and uh, their family or daughter especially will uh, want to let everybody know what really transpired. So uh, sure. that's it for me for right now, guys. So we can yeah. just pick oh, it up wow. from there. What a, what an update. So <laughs> I I think any it's safe to say all of us remember Billy Jack from the mid-'80s, probably everybody in the chat room sure. as well, unless they were you know not born yet. But yep. I want to go around the horn and see if you ha any of you have any personal interactions with him and being a Brittany was a professional wrestler. I want to start with her first. So I only met him briefly in, in Portland, uh, Oregon, when I was out there for a weekend full of wrestling, uh, met him briefly, just hello. How are you? He, he, he wanted to come say hi to me because he knew I was trained from Kowalski seemed like a nice guy. Um, I know he was briefly also married to Steve Austin's wife. Yes. Jeannie. Oh, yeah, sure. Um, I think before, yeah, beforehand. And I, I knew her actually as well. Um, but I, I can't honestly I say that I knew that. him personally. Yeah. I have heard a lot of stories. So it's just, you know, secondhand stuff that I've heard. Brittany, what, when, what year was that? That was 89. So I believe. So that was after his time in the WWF. Correct. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Oh, wow. I think he started his own promotion out in Oregon after he left the F back in the late 80s because I think that the WWF was – I think Pacific Northwest was gone by 88. I could be wrong. I think he I, went I out there to run against Don Owen, which created a little okay. bit of problem. So, so I think Don, Don Owen was still – I All think right. somewhat in in business, and uh, that was a major, you know, conflict. And uh, you know, I, I he, he couldn't compete anyway. I think that's the case because I remember when Piper was with WWF, he didn't want to uh, go out there and compete against Don Owen either. You know, he right. he refused he to appear well, in yeah. the area. He was very loyal to 
as John Owen was very loyal to his wrestlers too, from all accounts, yeah. you know, Correct. but you know, if, and if that's the case that might speak to, uh, you know, again, going, you know, competing against someone who, you know, raised you up like that is a little, uh, you know, in, in my estimation, not the right thing, but you know, but yeah, I think John Owen was still, uh, no, but my brother worked when my brother was a youngster, he worked at a package store in town packy. and a packy. A packy as Joe would say, as we'd all say, and what his is boss, that, what is, that, is that like a convenience store? Is that, uh, it's like beer. It's all, it, it, it's, 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 it's a liquor store. It's, it's a, a liquor, liquor store. Yeah. And, uh, his name is Sonny. And uh, and Sonny's liquors, strangely enough, but um, Sonny and Billy Jack were good friends, and uh, I heard tales of them weightlifting and Billy Jack's strength. And you know, Billy Jack was a, a legitimate athlete, not only in terms oh, yeah. of powerlifting and bodybuilding, but racquetball. He's won you know championships in racquetball. He was a very great racquetball player, so cardiovascularly wow. very sound too. Wow. But you know what's interesting in that era? Um, I remember one of the. Um, one of the first appearances, of course, I saw Billy Jack before his WWF years in, in world class and in the magazines in Florida and such. Um, but uh, he had a vignette, as they all did when they came in. And his vignette, he said, I don't drink, I don't smoke, and I don't do drugs. And, well, <laughs> come to find out years later, you know, he's running drugs, you know, he, he's drinking and, uh, you know, I think we could say that he's may, maybe been on a few uh, enhancements uh, sure. as well. But then again, the undertaker back in the day said, there's no hope with dope. And of course he's one of the <laughs> biggest potheads out there too. But uh, right. yeah, but now that's, uh, but it's legal but, now it's legal. Oh yeah. No, no question. No judgment either. <laughs> not saying I've not been down a few roads here, you know, but uh, you know, Oh boy! I yeah, but but no direct Billy Jack connection with me. You okay, know. right? Yeah, I mean, as for me, no, nothing personal. Just uh, obviously during his WWF heyday, streaming into my TV center on Saturdays or whatever, whatever it was. But um, I did, I knew more about Billy Jack Haynes when he was in Florida, NWA through the wrestling magazines and cable mm -hmm. television. Um, so that's, that's how I knew of him and so forth. And, you know, obviously his big matchups with Hercules Hernandez at WrestleMania and things yeah. like that. You know, of course you're going back to that ever where everybody was huge and Billy Jack fit right in with that stable, um, with guys most likely on steroids or whatever and that type of thing. But as you can tell over the years, even when he was on Monty and the Pharaoh last year, I mean, you could tell life caught up to him, man. I mean, he's been in ill health for a while now, uh, certain things, uh, you know, yeah. yeah. The body and you think, down. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, in the eighties, he graced so many covers of so many oh, magazines yeah. and I have a bunch of them. I, I still remember there's that one with Kerry Von Eric when Kerry was briefly the NWA champion. And yeah. I think Billy was the Florida champion. That's uh, yeah, th there was another one, a classic one, where he's posing with the two women holding around his ankles, one of whom was Nancy, Fallen Angel, and another model there, too. And he's he's sitting the double the Benny double biceps pose and uh, great, great cover there. The play a pose. Yeah, the double biceps. And, uh, and then there was play a pose. Yeah. And there was another one, uh, Full Nelson on Superstar Billy Graham that I recall. And there was another one called Wrestling's Magnificent Muscle Men, and he was one of the people on the cover with a whole bunch of people. So he was out there. And, I mean, again, when you think about it, and, you know, yeah. we talk about falls from grace and that sort of thing, 
you know, he was on covers of these nationwide magazines, you know, and again, pre-internet days. So this was really a, a big deal, you know, so he oh, yeah. was really, you know, up there and out there at that time. So he was known for sure. Yeah. He had a, a it was a very short career though, because I think he debuted in 1982 uh, in the, in the Northwest. And then he, I think, I'm not sure of the order, but he wrestled in world-class Florida, of course, WWF. Um, did he, I don't know about the character. I think he was with Jim Crockett for a bit. Yes. Yes. I think he did some world. And, and you know what? It's interesting. Billy Jack's career has been kind of marred by a lot of, um, conflicts with promoters certainly with fritz von eric he had quite a uh i don't know if you know if it got to the fighting uh level but it almost did but actually i think in in charlotte he and jim cornet um jim cornet jim crock jimmy crockett jr had a confrontation that actually got physical in nature yeah. in, in in uh mr crockett's office so again another another uh a tale of you know this loose cannon situation you know yeah. no offense to loose cannon 88 or it looks like he had a 14-year career, 82 to 96 is what I well, have. But, I mean, as far as, like, the major federations, he was done wow. in 88 when he left yeah. WWF. He went to Portland, and it pretty much did indies after that yeah. uh, for, you know, for the rest of his career. But And, and you know, that Phil, you read, you read, like Bill Clinton said, you just read my mind. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's a good then, one. I like that. <laughs> I was, yeah, not too bad. I, I'm, I'm going to sing You're Having My Baby eventually in Bill Clinton's voice, but that, I'm, I'm practicing that. <laughs> Um, I'm not sure I'm going to sing it to, but um, you better put some ice on that lip. That's what he said too. But that's a good story. <laughs> but you know, that's that's exactly what I was going to say, Phil. Is that all of his stints in all these territories were marked by conflict and just? Not, I mean, he got a couple of uh, titles. They got sure. the, the Florida. I think I I know he won a couple in uh, up in the Pacific Northwest. Didn't win anything in WWF, but. Um, Maybe that was a, a, a an omen of the future, as far as you know, his personality and the king. Yeah, well, you know, he was, a, he was an NWA Florida heavyweight champion. That's pretty yeah, huge yeah. down there. Oh, right. sure, he was a champion. I mean, but yeah, I mean, looking at his lineups here, world class championship wrestling um, t- TV champion. I mean, nothing you know in the WWE ranks, but you know, mm-hmm. he still he still held, he held some hardware. There's no doubt about it. So. Yeah. You know, and, I mean, yes, he, he did. He had one yeah. of the best books in the business, and the whole gimmick with Billy Jack. I mean, it was perfect. Yeah, until Tom Laughlin came a knocking and said, <laughs> "You know, <laughs> that hat's mine. That name is mine." And uh, right, right. so he worked his way around it, though. Give him credit. You know, right. he just put his last name in there, and yeah. you know, no damage done there. But you know, I think part of Billy Jack's issues was the fact again he competed, like I say, in racquetball, in powerlifting, in bodybuilding. You know, um, and so and he's won awards and accolades. I mean, he's got quite the trophy room, and you know, it must be a transition for him going into a, a worked business where perhaps he thinks that he's yeah. worthy of more than is given to him, and maybe he just wasn't ready to kind of work his way up through the ranks because, you know, when you're jumping from territory to territory, right. you can't expect to be at the top of the card, you know? You have, you've got to pay your dues, and uh, I don't know if, if that was something he was willing to do. Yeah. So, go ahead. I want to go back a bit to his childhood. I want to ask Brittany a question because Brittany's been with us, you know, since episode one, and there seems to be a, a recurring pattern of mm-hmm. these people with, uh, you know, very – 
uh, you know, volatile childhood. So you got, you know, our first episode was on the Boston Strangler with Albert, Albert DeSalvo. Al DeSalvo. Yeah. Who actually brought hookers home and had sex while, you know, he he kicked the the wife out of the, out of the bedroom and the kids would watch this. You got, then after that, you had uh, Manson who didn't even know who his father was. And, you know, I believe it's alleged that his mother actually went to a bar and tried to trade him for a pitcher of beer. Yeah. <laughs> and, oh, and you wow. have, you have the same thing with, with this guy where, you know, suppose, now th- it all depends on how much of it you believe, but he said that at four years old, his mom uh, was dating a politician and uh, I guess he threw Billy Jack into the bathtub so bad that he broke his arm. But what do you think, Brittany? Is it, I think there's a definite correlation. So many, even Bundy, Ted Bundy thought his mother was his sister. It seems like yeah. you know, many, many times it goes all the way back. And I think I think in this case, it has something to do with it. What do you think? I, I agree, because every single one that we have done, including Sonny, WWE, yeah. WWF yeah. Sonny, yeah. had some issues in childhood. And, and the thing is, is they're not small issues, the norm, like we all have, right? These are like serious, serious issues. Like you said, Manson, his mother was a prostitute. Didn't yes. even know who his father was. She just named, gave him the last name of the guy she was with at the time when he was born. Right. You know, and it seems like all the digging that we do, that's the one common denominator, besides the fact that they've killed someone, is that they went through some pretty horrific stuff as children. Yeah. They're putting yeah. the fun in dysfunctional family. That's for damn sure. Ooh, My God. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean that that case can be made for just about every serial killer out there, and so forth, or anybody with violent crime history and all that stuff. So, yeah, they their trauma breeds trauma. That's you a traumatic childhood. You will no doubt carry that into adulthood, and yeah, you know whether or not uh, this seems to be the case with Billy Jack. There is definitely some underlying currents there that would definitely. Um, you know, go down that road. One of the things that I was uh, curious about, not to switch subjects, but um, police responded to the reports of gunshots from the home. That's plural. Yeah. Yeah. However, as of right now, it's saying that uh, Jeanette, the deceased, passed away from a gunshot wound. Um, So which leads me to believe, you know, uh, obviously the police got multiple calls that they heard. Because if you heard one gunshot, okay. But gunshots, plural, leads me to believe something else. And that's something that probably we will not find out until he's actually booked and uh, taken to jail and a police report becomes available uh, to the public. So we probably won't know, but I was very intrigued by that. And a lot of people haven't picked up on that, especially the media, but they respond, responded to the sounds of gunshots, mm-hmm. which any avenue could be a, a myriad of things uh, was Billy, Billy Jack, saying he had a gun in his hand. Was he playing around with it? Was Jeanette playing around with a gun? Like, we don't know. Was um, it a murder-suicide attempt? Was it something that didn't go right on the first shot, so they had to fire more shots? I don't know. We don't know. We'll find out in due time. Um, but that 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 struck me as very perplexing that the media is not jumping on that aspect of the story. Yeah. Multiple gunshots. Re, uh, police responded to multiple calls of gunshots. You know, that's plural. So when you think of it like that, you know, okay, so what else do we got going on here? You know, and the two hour standoff again, a two hour standoff you saw, I'll play it again real quickly. A tactical team like this coming into your home and then sitting there for two hours talking to this man to try and 
A, calm him down? Was he having a medical episode at that point as well? We don't know. Yeah. Uh, we won't know until the police report comes out. But, you know, there's a lot of questions here. I know everyone's quick to grab those headlines and say, you yeah. know, Billy Jack Haynes, pro wrestler, convict, you know, arrested on, you know, homicide of his wife. We still don't know the exact nature and details of what transpired last Thursday morning at 10 a.m. So I saw, I just struck that as weird. Multiple gunshots, two-hour standoff. You know, it's 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 something that, you know, we got, we got to start looking at the mental health issue uh, of some sort down the road. Not just with Billy Jack, but with a lot of wrestlers now who are on that other side of the fence looking back on careers of being dropped on their backs and bodies right. and heads multiple times throughout their career. CTE is a big thing now. Mm -hmm. I know he was part of a lawsuit back in 2016 about that as well. Uh, he blamed the WWE for unsafe working conditions and things like that. You know, you got you, you have to start wondering now, you know, uh, is there you know, something going on here where mental health needs to really be addressed in the, in the professional wrestling community. Well, that's a good segue, Joe, because he, I'm not sure what year he was on with Monty and the Pharaoh. I think it was yeah. within the last two or three years, maybe, but yeah. one of the things he said, which I thought was very interesting was that when his mother was 16, she was, you know, fooling around with some uh, prize fighter who was supposedly very, very good, so much so that he was invited to New York. And according to Billy Jack, uh, right. the, the, his mom fooled around with both Vince Sr. and uh, also uh, Lenny Montana, who everybody remembers as uh, Luca Brasi from The Godfather, also a uh, professional wrestler. So Billy Jack wow. was contending that, you know, that Vin, Vince Jr. could be his half-brother and mm -hmm. or Lenny could be, you know, Lenny could be his uh, his father. So just, I mean, but he just already, and you were talking about mental illness. He he just looked so out there at that point. I mean, you you wonder how much. I mean, so I'm sure like maybe five percent he was what of what he was saying was accurate, but man, sure. oh man, he was gone. I thought, at least in my opinion. Yeah, I watched some of that interview too. I don't I don't mean to cut anybody off, but I, I watched some of that interview too. And you know, you 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 always say don't judge a book by its cover, but you could see that he was very sharp in certain details. And he was not in others, which leads right. me to believe um, there's some type of mental incapacitation there. Whether it's old age, whether it's years of, you know, abuse of your body, mind, spirit, all that. You know, you look at him and, yeah, he's not the guy he was 50 years ago for at least 30, 40 years ago. Um, but he, um, you know... <laughs> Yeah, the mental state of uh, Billy Jack Haynes. And that it, like it, it goes to show you a two-hour standoff. Mm -hmm. While in the back room, his his wife is deceased. We don't know, you know, when they found her two hours later, she was already deceased. Was there a chance to recover her? Was there a chance to revive her? We don't know. These mm -hmm. are the these are the this is the stuff we're gonna find out. We will have a better understanding when this police report comes out of what the situation was like in the home last Thursday. At 9.54 a.m., whatever time it was that the calls came in, I would probably say a little bit before that, uh, what constituted or what mental capacity either one of them were. Because right now, it's only Billy Jack's story. Nobody else was in that home that we know of, that we know of. That's another big clue here that we know of. If anybody else was there, if you could, if you could say, I don't want to, I'll play the video again. Look how tight-knit these houses are. See how close these houses are? Yeah. I mean... Yeah. This Everybody's is like, going to hear it. You know, pass. Yeah, you have any sugar? Yeah, pass it through the window. 
that type of thing, you know, exactly. it's, it's the old Brooklyn neighborhoods, yeah. you know, type things. So, you know, was there somebody else there? Was somebody else already there and they left? We don't know. I'm not, I'm not speculating. It's, it's pure. I'm, I am speculating, but I, I don't want to throw it out there right now. It's just Billy Jack Haynes and his wife and those reports of gunshots, plural. So we don't know. We'll find out later on, but the, we'll find out more as time goes on what the mental state Billy Jack was in at this time to, 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 to pull a trigger on a loved one. Um, that, that takes, that takes some type of imbalance up here. If you ask me to do that, yeah. anybody, but, never but mind again, a loved one. Yeah. But again, the question is, is, was this a malicious killing or was right. this, you know, again, goes going back to potentially a mercy killing. And I think some detectives have already reached out to yep. people associated with sure. Billy Jack to yep. inquire as to whether he ever disclosed, um, any plans, you know, any contingencies should mm-hmm. either he or his wife reach a stage where they would choose not to go on or sure. be resuscitated or that sort of thing. And this comes on the heels of uh, just within the past couple of days, I read that the former Dutch prime minister and his wife, both two very elderly and apparently um, ill people, decided to um, end their own lives together. Mm-hmm basically, uh, and holding hands. And uh, I think this is something that we're going to, for better or worse, maybe see more of in the coming years. And, you know, and my thought is, and again, certainly there are societal and religious implications here. And, and you know, I'm, I'm certainly not condoning this by, by even talking about this, but um, I think this is something we're going to see more and more of. And certainly it's done so more in Canada and, you know, up in the Pacific Northwest in Oregon, and and you know certainly uh, things are quote unquote more progressive, and uh, perhaps we're going to you know see more of this. And again, I, I'm I'm a hold, and not that I'm holding out hope that this is what the sort of thing. Of course, we all hope that this was not done with any type of malice or you know in in, in any type of angry response. You know, I mean, again, a, a woman is is dead still, and and uh, I guess that's the. That is the proverbial bottom line, but it, but it's my hope that it was something that was at the very least kind of mutually agreed upon, you know? Right. Yeah. But, you know, Phil, you mentioned the Pacific Northwest and that's another perfect segue because, and Brittany, do you remember this? Remember Jack, Dr. Jack Kevorkian? Absolutely. Now, wasn't he up there too? Wasn't he in that part of the country? That I'm not sure of. I think he and his van got around everywhere, Benny. He might have had a lot of business up there. (laughs) Kind of like the Hardy Boys in their van or or the Mystery Machine. (laughs) Scooby-Doo. No, I I thought he was based in Oregon, though. I mean, He might have been. I I haven't looked, but you could very well be right on that. I mean, you have a track record of – and I – you know, we all have our opinions. Mine is that, you know, obviously Billy wasn't all there. I, I think he truly cared for this woman. And I think that she was, in his mind, right or wrong, she was suffering. She obviously wasn't the person that he fell in love with whenever he, they got married, you know, how many years ago. And I think he just, you know, in, in a gruesome kind of way, wanted to play Kevorkian and did it, like, you know, a little bit more macabre, you know, using a gun. And I don't even know what Kevorkian used, what he used, but. Well, do- uh, Dr. Kevorkian was based out of Pontiac, Michigan, and that's where a number of his, uh, his career was. Okay. Uh, based out of Detroit and so forth. I don't see anything really related to Portland or anything like that. I do kind of remember him being in the Portland area and so he forth. He was for, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I he, said he probably had a VW Beetle van, van rather. And, uh, yeah, the road. 
Yeah. You know, it, these are these are the times we live in now. I mean, unfortunately, with the the mental diseases such as dementia and so forth, people want to die with dignity. People want do not want to be thrown into a facility and forgotten about, which, believe it or not, folks, is almost 85 percent mm-hmm. of the time of what happens when a family member encounters, because we as a society, we're just still wrapping our brains around dementia and early onset dementia and all mm-hmm. that stuff. So uh we do know Jeanette did suffer from dementia. She's 85. So if, at 85 years old, not to mention you will have some type of, not a lot, but some brain loss at that age, just based on your age. And then to compound right. that with dementia, you know, again, we're not inside their home. We don't live within those four walls that they lived in. Phil, you, t- you touch upon uh, the mercy killing and all that stuff. This could be looked at two ways when you think about it. And I'm just throwing this out there. If she had dementia and Billy did. And did Billy take it upon himself to to end this the suffering, mm. or did Billy, in a mental crazy mental state, do something to warrant her while she was not while she might have been fully capacitated at one point? We don't know. That's mm. just it. There's such we, so much to weigh on. That's why I think this will probably be one of the most heavily scrutinized, researched, and talked about police reports to come out. Uh, we do have a. a- a you know comment what I mean? From Foxhole sure. Willie. Yeah. It may sound strange, but he did it out of love. And I, I agree with that. I do agree with that. Yep. That, does I mean, does anyone not, know yeah. what time of the time of the murders? In other words, when the first shots were, were heard? Does anyone have any idea they, as to time of day? Or? It was between 9 and 9.54. According to the police log, 9.54 is when the calls came in. So In the morning. In the morning. Yeah. By, okay. by 10 a.m., they had a team already there. And I think it was a little after 10 when I, I showed this video earlier. I'll just show it again. It was a little after 10 o'clock in the morning uh, when the tactical team came in. So, okay, because I wanted to rule out or at least discount the notion that it was something called sundowners, which is something that happens to people who experience dementia, where, uh, you know, at at twilight, at sunset, that's when their faculties really start to disintegrate at that time. And that's often when the shift occurs. So I was curious if this were like an evening, nighttime or in this case, in the morning. Yeah, so, so they're okay back in the morning. They're back to their normal basically. Uh, come sundown, they I, I I don't want to say snap, but in, you know they kind of do, and right. you know, and I've known people who have mm-hmm. suffered from that, and uh, yeah, it's you know you talk about a witching hour sort of thing. That's kind mm-hmm. of uh, when it happens. So wow. that's why I was curious as to the time of day of this. Yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. we're talking about the elderly and, and dignity, and I I worked for uh, Pasco County down here in Florida. I worked for the government for ten years. I was in community services. And I started as an accountant with the elderly nutrition division. Sure. And I watched on my orientation, I watched a movie. And the one thing, I mean, you always have these things like one thing just sticks with you for years. And it was, a, they focused, they zoomed in on a woman. And all she said was, I used to be somebody. Oh, and, wow. And just, I mean, she was in her, probably in her 80s, 90s, but she probably had like a really productive career. And, you know, the, the, the point is, you know, it, it's almost sad that we don't really, I, in my opinion, don't get to die with the dignity maybe that we should have. No, I, I yeah, I agree. I mean, th- there is a dignity issue here. I think a lot of, like, there's another road we haven't gone down yet. Was there a, you know, one of those, I forget, what's the terminology, the right to die or um, yeah, like that? I mean, if I get to this point, yeah. you know, we don't know two hour standoff 
in a nonviolent standoff. I understand that the police have come out and said they had to talk to him and so forth. And then he's admitted to a hospital after that. A two-hour standoff doesn't sound like it was a physical, mental episode when you think about it. You know what I mean? It yeah, maybe, yeah. Something else. You know what I mean? It wasn't life-threatening. Well, obviously, it was life-threatening for the other person, but... Maybe uh, his self harm. Maybe they're worried about self harm. And, right. uh, did he still have the gun on him? Was he going to yeah. turn on himself? Was it what, like Brittany, you said, murder suicide gone wrong? We don't know. Like I said, the police report's going to tell a, 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 the story that we're all waiting to find out to hear. And until he is released from uh, the hospital, whether it, whether it's a mental health facility or whether it's a, a regular hospital, he's still under police watch. So uh, right now, the police are mum on the work. They're just not saying anything right now. Right. You know, so I was very surprised, but very happy that they were able to take him in because I, I would not have predicted that given, you know, given his volatility, I would have yeah, thought right. either he would have taken yeah. a shot at one of them or he would have maybe offed himself. Right. Yeah. And another thing I find, I don't mean interrupting him, but another thing I find interesting is usually we are, what are we, four days, three days out now? Well, Thursday, Friday, four days out. Um, no release of 911 calls, even neighbors. Oh. Um, no body cam footage, no um, no of the normal stuff that we see in these types of situations. So whether or not there is more to be revealed, I do not know. It's purely speculative at this point, but you got to look at it that way too. Why isn't there? They've been so mum on the information. It's almost like they're intentionally trying to hold things back until he's officially booked. Yeah. In a police station. You know, I mean, you know, it's it, it's administrative at that point. You know, People Magazine, NBC, ABC, they're just now picking up this story, even though we've been talking about it since Thursday night. Um, they are just now picking up this story. So this is growing in more uh, ways than it should. And so when you get major news outlets like ABC, CBS, NBC, People Magazine, all the big media companies, uh, outlets, I should say, when they're picking it up now, you know, now now they're going to be they're going to have their guys do the due diligence and going to hound the police and they're going to hound this. They're going to want they know people they'll access information. That's why I'm shocked we haven't got anything like that. Body cam footage, 911 calls, things like of that nature. That's well, all the record. Well, maybe that again, maybe it's just protocol. Like you say, Joe, maybe it's because they have to actually officially charge him right? before they can release this out for public consumption. It's all an orderly fashion sort of thing, you know? I'm going to give a shout out real quick, Benny, to this chat. Very lively chat tonight. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. In. A, lot of, a lot of good points, wow. too. Yeah. People are uh, talking away and all that stuff. Um, Big Tuna, two-hour standoff. Had to secure the perimeter and confirm no other victims were inside. That is true. But two hours. It's a long time. It's a long time. It looks like we lost Brittany there for a second. No, did we lose her? Did we lose Brittany? No. I see. Yeah. Uh... I have her on the stream. It looks like she. Uh, uh, yeah, we did lose her. Yeah. We'll have to reconnect. Gee, was yeah. it something I said? Was it something I said? I hope not. I still say the Super Bowl was fixed. <laughs> it didn't. It didn't turn out the way I thought either. Well, I mean, I knew it was going to turn out this way, but yeah, there she is. All right. What do you think? I don't know what happened. Now you're bottom left, bottom right, depending on what TV screen you're looking at. But there you are. I, I can no, hear you guys. I'm in the uh, Wally Cox box right now. I think. <laughs> Quick shout out to Rick B too, who's back with us. Rick B, nice. Rick nice. B is back. He's an old. He's been with us since Boston Wrestling, and he's now he's popping oh, up wow. with Money in the Pharaoh. So good to nice. see him, fresh yeah, from Maine. He's a maniac. 
Hey, and, uh, uh, Phil, you're uh, you're getting ready for a big storm coming. Well, Miss Brittany Brown and Situate is yeah, too. Right. She's yeah. at the eye of the storm down there. I saw the map six plus where you, everybody's at right now, right? Even yeah. On the coast, right? yeah, yeah. So I just it, you were nine to twelve. I get my good friend Sidney Fitzgibbon and Kellyanne Chickalese. I keep in touch with them. That, I always get the weather updates from them. So. Isn't that something? She's yeah. the neighbor of one of my clients, too. It's, it's a small world, literally next well, door. Yeah. Massachusetts is only this big. I know, man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what else? Jay Will had some good points about uh, mental oh, decline. Yeah. Having to do nutrition is a big part of this, too. And I mean, not that yeah. we want to digress so much, but yeah. again, part of the reason we're seeing you know, many of these these failings later in life, cognitively and otherwise, is because of uh, just poor, poor nutrition. It really Stat- is. Statins, yeah, statins various he- medicals, Western oh, diet. Absolutely. Same. Eskimos have almost zero dementia. Go figure, right? Yeah, J.A. Will is right. Indeed, they do. And a very high-fat diet, too. Yeah, so I, you know... Th- like I said, a lot is going to be seen over, you know, the, when the police report does come out, um, the two-hour window and so forth. But I want to touch upon something that we overlooked, the family of Jeanette. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the daughter going on Facebook. I didn't put her post out. I thought it might have been kind of a uh, inconsiderate type thing. I don't want to put that move. out for everybody. But um, Smart move. I, I can only tell you that um, some media outlets put her information out there. So pro- she's probably getting inundated. With, um, she even says it in one of her posts saying, you know, if it, you know, they're, they're not celebrating my mom's life. They're celebrating Billy Jack's life. And he's the one that killed my mom, you know, that type of thing. And that's when it gets personal. You know, I know I mentioned yeah. at the top of the show and then you have the niece chiming in and you have all these family members that are like, I just heard one, one family member said they, they knew right when they saw the news update, they didn't even have to guess who it was and who died and who did the shooting. They knew right away it was Billy Jack and Jeanette. Um, that that kind of hit home for me as well. Some of the, mm-hmm. you know, they're all, you know, like I said, most of the comments on our Facebook page were relatively 90% were thoughts and prayers, very caring, sorry for your loss. But there are a few in there that are describing a man that obviously was not known to the public in this way. He was a professional wrestler. He was an entertainer. He was bigger than life on the TV screen and so forth. But we don't know what happened, you know, inside and after his careers and so forth. But you know, I just want to touch upon the family part of it. That, you know, we often overlook the fact that there's a, there's a murder. There's two sides of every story. Brittany, you've mentioned mm-hmm. before, prayers for everybody involved. Yes, even the victim's family. Yes, even Billy Jack's family. There are two families now that will never be the same ever again. Right. And it's sad. You know, it's sad. People have their opinions and so forth. But you just want to remember that, you know, the victim in this case, Jeanette Baycraft in um, – you know, she was the the wife of Billy Jack and there was some type of love and solace in that home. And what happened up until that day, we'll never know or what we, we will know, hopefully sooner than later. But as soon as we get that police report, we'll we'll have some we'll start to connect the pieces as to what transpired last Thursday. Yeah. And, you know, I so saw what? Joe some of the I'm sorry. Go ahead, Brittany. No, well, I was, I was gonna just, say, oh, go ahead, Brittany. <laughs> Sorry, we're all talking at once. Um, I was just going to say, I read something uh, in a couple of different places today sure. that said neighbors described them as a very loving couple. Yes, I read that too. Yep. saw them together holding right. hands, walking. Yep. Yep. And, and then you hear from another outlet that there was possibly domestic violence right. that had been going on a long time. So... Yeah. You know, like like we've said a million times, who knows until everything comes out. But, you know, um, 
I, I certainly hope there was not domestic violence going on because to think that an 85 year old woman was being, you know, beaten up or hit or whatever. I mean, that's just so sad. Yeah. I hope that's not the case. Yeah. It, yeah. Same here. It, that, just real quickly to touch on the domestic violence part. If there was any priors in that home, that'd be public record. And I'm sure all these big media outlets would have done their research. Yeah. So, you know, is this an isolated is incident? You know, either way you look at it, it is some type of domestic violence, whether or not it was intentional or if it was a mercy killing, it's in a home. It happened. It had happened between a husband and wife. So yeah, it's considered domestic violence. Was there a history there? We don't know. Right. Well, right. I'm sure we'll find out soon enough because you know how yeah. that dirt makes the rounds. So yeah, and you know yeah. if if this does lead, which likely in all likelihood it will, to his arrest and his booking, right? Um, already someone has come forth to inquire about uh, posting bail. That would be. Um, Former UFC fighter, uh, Kale Sonnen, uh, wow. must be good friends with Billy Jack and know of him. And um, it was inquiring and offering to post bail should that, um, should that, when that, I should say, when that becomes the situation. So if yeah. bail is offered, and I think Kale Sonnen could probably foot the bill for whatever that is. And uh, so maybe, you know, Billy Jack will be out and, Likely, I, I would assume probably be under medical care somewhere in a situation. Well, you know, already, how could he not be? Yeah, he's already under yeah. medical care now. They're yeah. not going to book him administratively until he can physically leave. Um, that's another thing too. Like when you look at, I've seen murder suspects even in Boston, cop killers in Boston. Phil, they get arraigned at their bed inside their. Oh bed. yeah, handcuffed to the rail. You sure. Know, yeah. That's what this is another reason that I'm led to believe, not saying this is true, purely speculative, that he is probably most likely in a mental health care facility. I uh, where he's walked down. Yeah. Go ahead, Betty. There, I'm sorry. I, I don't think uh I don't think he's gonna be found fit to stand trial. I can't see how that could possibly happen. So I think you know what's gonna happen. He's just gonna wind up in a mental health facility for the rest of his life, which he, you know, I'm sure he needs. Yeah, I, yeah, like purely speculative at this point, right? I mean, if we want to go down this path right now and talk about it, sure, if he's mentally unfit to be in the public, according to some of these Facebook comments by family members of Jeanette, if he was mentally in, incapacitated even at those times, what was he like last Thursday? If that's the case, he's now off the streets. He's no longer a danger to himself and anybody else. But it's just unfortunate the damage has already been done. So if we go down yeah. that road, yeah, is right. he unfit to trial? Is he fit for bail? Right. Will he, will he ever see the light of day outside of medical supervision? We don't know that. We'll, we'll will they character? Out. Will they characterize him as a well-meaning elderly man with poor memory? Right. That's what the Justice Department. I won't even get into that. But someone else we know in a position of power just had that and was just uh, relieved from testifying. So, I mean, geez, if if anybody in this case, Billy Jack, should uh, be highly considered for, uh, you know, non-compassmentous, if you will. Okay, not having that uh, capability to speak to his defense or to speak to reality, really, you know, so. Yeah. And, very... You know, anyone that I've talked to in the business, you know, any of the boys that I worked with back at Walters that I've spoken to, I've probably spoken to three or four different ones. Uh, one of them that was in the business for over 50 years, and he described an incident that he saw directly. It was either in Boston or New York, yeah. where 
uh, Billy Jack drove from Oregon all the way out here, either New York, Boston, right. mm-hmm. got all the way here to work. And Pat Patterson told him to go home. There was not a spot for him. And wow. that almost became physical. And wow. this, this person said, I saw it myself. And it was pretty out of control and people had to jump in. Well, and no offense. That's a long drive. <laughs> it is a long drive. I have to admit, I'm not saying it wasn't drive. warranted. Um, yeah. I get you. I get I'll tell you. you, I would have been pissed if I drove from Massachusetts to Maine and somebody right. said, yeah. 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 but I guess it was the, the level of the hostility was something that this person said he never saw before, so especially be, being yeah. in the business for 50 years. There's an and elevated be, anger, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then a couple of the younger guys said, you know, they they had worked with him before, and they sure. said, oh, geez, that guy was jacked, and yeah, he was all roided out. This is, these were the things they were saying to me. And yeah. um, I was just like, oh, boy, this doesn't look good. And that's uh, I, Yeah, and that's another thing that strikes me is I don't see a lot of, outpouring or um, whatever friends Billy may have had over the years or whatever. I don't see a lot more of people trying to paint their narrative and say, yeah. Billy Jack Haynes. So oh, many, you know, Joe, are dead, though. Rip no, I, Oliver, I Matt that. Bourne, no. Buzz yeah. Sawyer. Oh, my, yeah. you know, he's yeah. a survivor in, in, in a way, you Even know. family members. What about family members or yeah. something? That He was best friends with Jeanette's son, Todd. Yeah, um, unfortunately, he passed in 2021 due to COVID. Yeah. But some of the pictures on Facebook, these guys were tight. Yeah. These guys drove around in golf carts together. They they're always smiling. They're always happy. You know, did something happen after his death? Did, you know, you don't know um, what pushes people to do the things they do. So there's a lot of underlying currents, like I said before, and contributing factors that you know, you know. Hopefully, we'll find out sooner than later what you know what the deal is here. Yeah. You know, it's really funny, though. I saw I, I don't think it was on Monty. I think it was on another interview where uh, Billy Jack was calling out Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh, yeah. <laughs> was it Lady? Was her name Lady Blossom back then? Yeah, yes, Blossom? yes. Yeah. yeah. And he, he'd say he called him a piece of shit because he was a wife beater. I mean, how ironic, right? Oh, God. Uh, but he actually won. He was challenging Stone Cold to a fight. And it, it, I mean, it might have been like three years ago. I said, Billy Jack, 67, and not in very good shape. No. I mean, I'm sure that that would not have ended very well for him, but I just, how ironic, though, he, he's calling Steve Austin a wife beater. It's projection. Yeah. That's what they yeah. call it. Well, if it's that prevalent, if it's that prevalent for somebody to fly off the handle and be that way at 67, 68, 69, 70, whatever mental, whether it's a mental health care facility or a regular hospital, they will see that and they will address yeah. that hopefully that's where we're at now like i said we don't you know there's no bedside booking arraignment going on here right now for a murder we see it all the time on the news like you said phil handcuffed to the bed cops around judge in a robe at their feet arraigning this these people we don't see that with billy jack right now so i'm just under that assumption right now he is under a mental health facility watch or in a psychiatric ward hopefully addressing the issues or getting the help he needs but what's done is done you know, we're, we're, we're talking about it after the fact, not before. And again, going back to um, Jeanette's daughter's post and her niece's post saying that for years, the daughter of Jeanette tried to get her help, whether it was state assistance, mental health assistance, dementia issue, all that stuff. She tried to get help and it just fell on deaf ears. You know, it's a shame that, you know, nobody could see this, um, 
for what it was. And if it was a dementia and a mental health, you know, having dementia is one thing, but living with somebody with dementia while having a mental health issue, that's, that's, that's fire. That's fire. That's, you know, what do they call that? Oil and gas or whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's compounding he, he issue. Children, correct. Yeah. I, as far as I know, he doesn't have any kids. No kids? No, not that no I've kids. ever no. uh, determined. No. no. I mean, as far as no, I know. No, and I think this is his yeah. life. Mm hmm. Again, what struck me as weird was he married his best friend's mother. I mean, yeah. in the grand scheme of things, 30, 40 years ago, that would have been pretty freaky. But <laughs> at age 50 or 60, it's a different story. It's, I mean, it's a 15-year age difference. But I find that part when I was researching in that Jeanette had a son, Todd, who wrestled in the Northwest area, and Billy Jack and him were friends since nine years old, best friends, even all the way up wow. to his death in 2021. I just... I was just uh, flabbergasted at, at that type of relationship. Mm -hmm. Not saying it's it's you know wrong or anything by that means. Just it's it caught me off guard. Out of the ordinary for sure. Yeah, it just caught sure. me off guard. I mean, we all we all have our own factions and families and all that stuff. But I just thought yeah. that, you know to marry your best friend's mom after yeah that's being, being married for so many years to to your to, to your best friend's father and yeah it's just like yeah it's like, I hate to be weird about it. It sounds like a scene out of Saturday Night Live. Um, no, but it's true. I mean, I don't yeah. know anybody that married their best friend's mother. Do you? Yeah. I had to reread it over and over. I'm like, is this for yeah. real? Like, they were friends and now he married the, the mother of his best friend? Strange. Yeah, I'd have a problem with right. that. You know? <laughs> it's like the Cars song. She's my best friend's girlfriend. Yeah, 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 she yeah. used to be mine. She's my best friend's mom. Yeah. <laughs> Stacy's mom wasn't that song? Oh, that's another one too. Yeah, got it going on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I yeah, all's fair in love and war. I get it, but this is just it just struck me off as I was researching this. Go, wait a second. If I'm reading this right, that's his best friend's mom that he married. I just, yeah, like, okay. that's weird. Hey, what well, again? Had to be 15 when she gave birth too. Remember? Yeah, she was a young mom. Think about she was that. A young mom. Yep. Yep. She was a young mom. So. I'm I'm wondering where Grizzly Smith fits into all this. My goodness. <laughs> You know, <laughs> crazy man. Sweet man. Yeah, my gosh. Goodness. Yeah, I mean, there's but no doubt you, about it yeah. that Vice, the Vice uh, channel, Vice is going to have something to look forward to oh next season. Gosh. Yeah, I mean, if they get enough material for the next twenty years now, in yeah. perpetuity. Oh yeah. yeah, I mean, it's just it's a sad situation all around, and hopefully we'll mm -hmm. hear something. You know, I mean, I keep updating the blotter. I mean, don't forget Portland. You guys are in mass and Florida. So you're on East coast time. They're West coast, two hours mm -hmm. uh, behind me, three for you guys. So, you know, some of these stories come out. It's sometimes some of them were late at night. I, I do believe when they uh, announced Jeanette's identity, it was like late Thursday. Um, mm -hmm. So it really didn't hit anything until the next morning. You could see it just blow up the next morning. Oh, this just in, this just in. One thing I have noticed in the last eight to 12 hours all the major news media outlets are now picking this story up. So yeah. this is going to get a lot of traction. It's going to get a lot of steam. It's probably going to have, um, you know, uh, you're going to have some media outlets in Portland awaiting the booking. Does he get a perp walk? Does he not get a perp walk? That type of thing. Yeah. Um, we don't know. And that's probably a lot of the reason why the police are keeping this kind of under wraps because they don't want to give as much information as they can, as you normally would in these situations, you know? So yeah. we'll find out soon yeah. enough. In a bizarre way, I think Vince McMahon is probably glad this all happened because at least for a few, you know, for a couple of moments, some of the attention is taken off of him at this. 
Right. Yeah, but on the flip side of that, there's other stuff coming out too. So I mean, we can we can touch upon that later in the week. But you know, one thing that comes to mind is obviously their newly released affidavit from Ashley Mazzaro claiming sexual um, harassment from Vince. Um, Vince was seen making out with numerous divas backstage, which she thought was, you know, a weird, but was never approached by Vince. So she just assumed that uh, she wasn't his type. And of course, there was a sexual assault in Kuwait that supposedly now it's been um, clarified with John Laurinaitis's lawyers that did take place or she did report it, but the WWE swept it under the rug, so to speak. So, you know, as, as much as the Billy Jack Haynes thing is going on, there's still that underbelly yeah. uh, with the Vince McMahon. And like I said, there are, oh, some, yeah. there are some rumblings out there. There are some rumblings out there that this week could be a big week for Vince McMahon um, with mm-hmm. the feds uh, continuing their investigation and more, people are coming forward through the law firms that are representing Janelle Grant that this has happened on more than one occasion uh, to more people, obviously five that we know of that he paid off. But, um, yeah. you know, it, it, this, like I said before, it's going to get worse before it gets better. But yes, to go back to what you were saying, is Vinnie Mac glad that he was not the number two search name on Google last week for a couple hours? Sure. At least for a couple hours, but, yeah. Um, this this will, um, and of course, it's also yeah. sad. I mean, all of it is just sad. Yeah, it, it's 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 sad. I mean, I think somebody in the chat or somebody online said something like, "Jesus, we're only in February, and we got sexual assaults, we got rapes, we got affidavits, and we got a murder." Yeah, it's only February. What's the rest of the year going to bring? Yeah, and you. and you know, we we started a true crime show, and now it's mostly about you know wrestling personalities. <laughs> yeah. you, might, you might you might have to change it to current crime. Yeah, right. <laughs> or true wrestling crime. Yeah. Right, right. Here's today's police blotter. <laughs> yeah, jeez. I know this is our what our third on wrestlers, and what is this? Our yeah, seventh show? yeah, and then and then even next week we're going to do uh, Sam Shepard, and it, although he was a doctor for most of his life, he did. I think he only wrestled ten matches. Fifty, I believe. How, how many? Fifty. Fifty. He did fifty. I think he did. Wow. Okay, I went to uh, my source, which okay. isn't always accurate, wrestlingdata.com. Okay. Uh, but they only listed like some of the, you know, they didn't list a lot of the uh, the main events and the big, the big houses. Yeah. yeah. I could be yeah. wrong, but I recall reading that before and seeing that. Wow. You know, if you guys want to do the, the crime show focused on wrestling, we could call it Locked Up Collar oh. and Elbow. Well, yeah, there you go. There you go. We'll patent that I one. Love it. Yep. <laughs> and some of the people that turn can be called the sunset flip. But who knows? We might be preempted next week if the news keeps coming out like the way it is. Yeah, no just kidding. Keep that, in, just keep that in mind. If more stuff develops, again, another Friday night news dump between Jeanette and then, of course, the next morning with Billy Jack. They played that perfectly. Friday night, nobody under the radar. Because it really yeah. did hit the dirt sheets until late Saturday into Sunday. So, right. um, you know, it is what it is, but you never know. We're you know, it's only Monday, folks. I think if, if you ask 100 random wrestling fans, you know, over the age of, say, 50, between 50 and 60, yeah, that if, you know, like a year ago, if you had to predict one wrestler that was going to be, have, you know, be involved in a crime like this, I bet Billy Jack would have gotten more votes than anybody. Yeah. You think so? You think? Yeah. Okay. I do. All right. I mean, Just who, who because of the way him? everybody reacted when I talked to them, every one of them talked about his trigger temper, the steroids, he was jacked, 
he had a bad so you, got, you, guys have, you have personal knowledge of that, Sue. See, I'm only looking at it as a guy that I saw in wrestling magazines on TV. Yeah. I had no interaction with this man. I'd never interviewed him or anything like that. So when I, when I hear you guys talk about this, yeah, sure. If this has been his history, um, as they say, a history of violence or whatever have you, uh, outbursts, yeah. all that type of thing, sure. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. I mean, sense. honestly, a guy with that look, that body, I mean, he should have done a lot more professional wrestling. Yeah, his. I mean, he did okay, but like I said, you know, given that he should have been not necessarily a world, he probably could have been like a world champion in WCCW in world class. I could easily see that. I mean, yeah, even maybe you know, like one of the territories. I mean, he did. He picked up a couple of belts, but I, I mean, a six-year career. He should have had a twenty-year career in in the yeah. feds, but he just. You know, well, in, the, in the grand scheme of things, yeah, obviously he burnt his bridges, I guess, right? You said he had a temper. Uh, he yeah. Didn't, he didn't work well with others. I hear a couple of I'm taking he, my ball and going home scenarios. Mm-hmm. That's that's not a conducive uh, work environment for anybody else. They don't, you know, want, they don't want that yeah. stuff in the locker room. You should know that, Phil. You've done yeah. that. So. Beating up Iron Mike Sharp. I mean, you know, who has he ever offended? You know, my goodness. And oh, he, he did. He, he, he beat he up Canada's that? number one athlete? Yeah. <laughs> What? <laughs> yeah. Wow. I didn't know that. That's awful. Okay. No, he did. He, he, he was huge. Iron Mike is one of my all-time favorites. Yeah. Well, he Billy Jack roughed him up over something silly, I think, he, and he, uh, yeah. yeah, he he really did. And uh, Barry Windham too, of course, we remember he. Um, that might have been a little more warranted, uh, the Barry Windham case, but you know, but still, you know. Sure. You know, fighting the talent is not the solution. You know, you, you know, I you, you, you know Mike Sharp pretty well. We were in the same van going from Boston to Canada. We had a yeah. thirteen-hour drive. Oh and wow! That's, that's when I met him, and he seemed sure. like the nicest guy, but he was huge. Yeah, he was really, really tough. But he was totally very a really nice guy. Yeah, yeah a wicked night. He was so nice, so polite, so respectful. I was the only girl in the van. The other yeah. girl that I was fighting was in another van driving oh, next wow. to us. And I was also That's really cool. Yeah, I was also in a um in a battle royal with him, and we were the last two in there. Oh, wow. I can't believe they put two girls in a battle royal with all men, but they did, and that was in Staten Island. Wow! Wow! And yeah, he threw me out and he won the battle royal. He didn't hit you with the loaded armband, did he? I think he did. Oh, yeah, the it, bastard. It's actually on video. It's on YouTube. That's so cool. Oh, now that you're okay. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah I so. I think you could have, I mean, you talk about potential of what he could have been versus what he actually was, but, you know, a lot of reasons behind it. I, you know, yeah, man. Self sabotage. Promoters back in the day, and Brittany, you can attest to this, I'm sure, is that. You know, when you have a reputation of being very hard to deal with, I'm sure these guys talk to each other around the country. It's like, man, you don't want that guy. You know, he'll be good for two months, but then he's going to, you know, he's going to hold you up for money or he's going to, you know, beat up one of your guys or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And there was too many guys around back then. They were disposable. So if you're that difficult to deal with, on to the next guy, you know. girls it wasn't really like that back then because there was hardly anybody to work with so sometimes we had to book girls that were difficult because there was nobody else to get but men were like a dime a dozen so why would anyone put up with that no lucy saying iron mike sharp would sell by making grunts i like that (laughs) it was different he he was just so good you know and the thing is 
everybody remembers or most people remember him from his days in the WWF. But before that, because I actually wrote a story, it's, it's going to be uh, released fairly soon on Pro Wrestling Stories. He had a very good career in the territories. Yeah. Um, especially in Mid-South. I think he beat Killer Khan twice oh, wow. for a, a title. I mean, Killer Khan was a you know top guy. Absolutely. Yeah. What do you think? What, what do you think? Why he didn't get the um, the success in the WWF? Because to me, growing up, he was always that number two or three guy. Yeah, you know, on TV, he was that guy. Would you know? He would beat up the enhancement talent, but you know, I, I don't. I I think I recall maybe one main event I saw him in against Bob Backlund. He wrestled Backlund uh, in the Philly Spectrum, I think, like for twenty minutes. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't even recall him be wrestling. Um, Backlund at Boston Garden. I don't recall. No, that. I think he, he did, did wrestle at the Garden, but it, it wasn't main events yeah, like right. anywhere else. So, right. Um, I don't yeah, I wonder sure. why he didn't go further. That's that's because he was so easy to get along with and such a nice, respectful guy. Yeah. I don't think I've ever heard a bad story about him in all the years I've been involved in this, this business. This is what I heard: is that when uh, after Piper attacked Snuka, and then the, I guess the Tonga kid came on Piper's pit. Yeah, that he wanted to challenge. He wanted to challenge Piper, but Piper uh, said you have to beat. I forget was the guy under a mask. I think I don't know if it was the executioner. I forget. I forget. I thought it was, but (laughs) the original executioner, like for that episode, was supposed to be Iron Mike Sharp. Really, and he he refused to do the job to the Tonga kid. They got somebody else, uh, Savage, not Dutch Savage or Frank Savage, maybe Frank Savage. I think. Well, Dutch and, Savage uh, worked in the Northwest. Yeah, Frank, it was Frank Savage, and he did it instead. And supposedly, uh, Iron Mike Short, uh, Stock went down after that. That's oh. what that's what I heard, anyway. Wow, there that could be some sense. truth to that. Yeah, I saw a nice picture of Rusty Brooks online today. Remember that one? Remember that name? There's a name going back. Didn't huh? he wear a singlet, maybe with stars on it too? Yeah, he was yeah. a little yeah the chunky red monkey. hairline. The receding yeah. red hairline, Rusty Brooks. Yeah. <laughs> thick, yeah. thick lower legs, and you know yeah. he was a yeah. As we as we like to call Phil, very low center of gravity. Yes, indeed. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Is that a monsoon term? That's that sounds like something. <laughs> That's like uh, I, who's who wrestles uh Pete Dunn's partner now. I don't know if you guys watch on um, SmackDown. Um, oh, Tyler Bate. Tyler Bate, very low center yeah. of gravity. Tony yeah. Storm, very low center of gravity. Short <laughs> legs. That's what it yeah. is. Yeah, you know, um, just low center, which is makes for Taz a great wrestler. The, yeah, makes for a great wrestler. I mean, that's you know, and and that sport you want it, you want to have the low center of gravity. So, yeah. what, what did Gorilla call uh, Bulldog Brower? He said something like oh, a God. fire plug. Yeah, and then he said something. He was like three sh- three bricks short of a full load. Was that it? <laughs> <laughs> I think so. <laughs> Hey, if it wasn't for Gorilla Monsoon, I would never have known what the solar plexus were. Exactly. Right. Or the external occipital protuberance. There you go. There you go. <laughs> the medulla oblong. Wow. I'm getting a lesson here. I think Gordon Sully did that a time or two. I forget what, what, what oh, his really? body. Suple? Suple, of course, yeah. Yeah. So, Muscular I'm definition sure. and confirmation, as he would yeah. say. Is it sad or is it that stuff just sticks in our head forever? I know, right? right? We remember the important stuff. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I, I have to look at my driver's license to see my birthday, but I remember a lot of crap. That's why I don't go to the well one too many times. <laughs> exactly. <Right. laughs> well, guys, I think it's time to take it home. What do you think? Take it home. 
Sounds good. Fine folks watch Monday Night Raw, including us. Oh, yeah, it's on. I totally forgot, man. Wow. Hopefully stay up for it. So on behalf of the Boston bad girl, Brittany Brown. I do have breaking news, though, real quick, though. Oh, go ahead. It's not this show related, but I will be providing a raw recap exclusively on the Monty and the Pharaoh channel. Thanks for reminding me, Joe. So um, after I bug out of here, I'll uh, go ahead and uh, sit down and watch some raw and suffer through the, maybe I'll take a three hour nap and then I'll just watch your show. In case I I doze off, it is on record though, but I will be having a raw recap show Uh, real brief, nothing major, just a little recap of uh, raw's events and so forth. Hopefully things will heat up uh, just like they did on SmackDown. But uh, I just want to let everybody know, I forgot to mention that earlier, that Raw Recap will uh, be shown tomorrow on Money in the Faro channel. So uh, once that's posted and up there, you guys will get a notification, and I hope everyone checks it out. Cool. Sounds good, man. And hey, I want to thank the chat room. They were phenomenal. Lots of good comments. Yeah. Thanks for hanging out with us in the past hour. So for the Boston Bad Girl, Brittany Brown, for What A Day Joe. And for the Count of Monte Fisto, Phil DeCessory, <laughs> this is the play of Benny Scala saying, see you next crime. Cue that unsolved mystery music, please. The Super Bowl was fixed. <laughs> Love it. Sword.